Here is the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. Thank you, Johnny. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Jeopardy. Our category today is the NHL. And here is the clue for you. With the third pick in the 2020 NHL draft, the Ottawa Senators choose this player. The correct response, who is Tim Stutzel? Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast, episode 63. Uh, what you just heard was, uh, obviously, Alex Trebek uh, making the uh, pick for the Ottawa Senators uh, when they picked Tim Stutzel, uh, third overall in this past year's draft. Uh, reason why I put that up on the front, because uh, he uh, signed his ELC. So, um, along with the other signings that we have to go through. So, uh, diving in straight in, uh, that the Ottawa Senators have signed uh, Tim Stutzel to his entry-level contract, his three-year entry-level contract, worth $925,000. He, once again, was overall uh, picked third overall in this past year's draft. And uh, it was a pretty cool moment to have um, Alex Trebek be the one to make the pick for him, especially in the interesting circumstances that uh, was this year's draft because of the whole COVID uh, stuff that's happening. We can't, you know, have people in arenas ma- making these picks uh, like we're, you know, used to. But um, it is what it is, and they did uh, what they had to do, and it was pretty cool. So uh, congrats to Tim Stutzel and the Auto Senators, um, which the Auto Senators have uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, they are making some interesting moves, and usually the whole interesting move thing would be me being, you know, facetious and thinking, "Oh, it's act- when in reality it be wouldn't be a really good move." But they're actually starting to make, um, as they say in the business, decent moves, um, which we'll get into in a second. But uh, to continue on with the signings portion here, Tampa Bay Lightning have re-signed forward. Anthony Sorelli, uh, we've been waiting for him to get signed after the, the cup win. And uh, with uh, Nikita Kucherov going to LTIR because he's going to be out for the rest of the regular season at least uh, because of uh, recovering from a hip surgery that he uh, had to do. Um, he's freed up a lot of money, obviously, but they'll still be over the cap about 2.2 mil so they'll have to move some people which we'll also talk about in a second um but yeah he signs three years 14.4 million uh with an average annual value of 4.8 million not a bad deal um and yeah so with out kucherov being on the ltir with that deal it's 11.7 million over uh but with kuch on LTIR, it'll be 2.2 that they have to uh, alleviate, which we'll talk to in a minute because we have some trades uh, that involve uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and those aforementioned Ottawa Senators. Uh, but yeah, the Chicago Blackhawks have signed forward Car- Carl Soderberg to a one-year, $1 million deal, former of the, uh, well, recently off of the Arizona Coyotes, uh, continuing continuing that... Um, 
that connection with just trading players back and forth, whether it be actual trades or um, signing people. Uh, Soderberg looks to fill in that gap, at least in, I wouldn't necessarily say talent-wise, but at least it gives him some, uh, they give him some extra forward depth because Kirby Doc's going to be out for a little bit because he, I don't know if you've seen uh, the pictures of his wrist uh, after his uh, game against Russia that he played with uh, Team Canada in the World Juniors. Uh, yeah, it uh, looks like an accordion, uh, to say the least. And, uh, uh, yeah, if you uh, just ate and try to look at that, yeah, that's very uh, disgusting. Uh, and hopefully he uh, gets better uh, sooner rather than later. Um, but, yeah, uh, Carl Soderberg to the Blackhawks for one year, one mil. And lastly, in the signings department, uh, always actual signatures, not PTOs, which we'll get into PTOs or professional tryouts in just a second. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers have signed defenseman Slater Cuckoo uh, to a one-year deal. Um, it's, it's not league minimum, but I want to say I read it was like 800-something grand. Uh, so it's a cheap pickup, you know, solid defenseman uh, filling in the back end for the Oilers. Uh, which we'll also talk about uh, Edmonton's back end because they have uh, one of their guys that they need to sign uh, when we go into RFAs. Um, but yeah, which is in, which we should be starting to see a lot of those get signed up real soon, uh, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, trades. Uh, the Ottawa Senators have acquired Derek Stepan from the Arizona Coyotes uh, for a 2021 second round draft pick. So that's it. Uh, just step on for 2021 second round draft pick uh and that draft pick uh originally was uh the blue jackets uh pick so it's not going to be basing off of like positioning isn't going to be based off of the senators it'll be basing off of how well the blue jackets do and since they are in the central division uh i would imagine even with the rest of the teams that they have in that division I would imagine that the uh, they make top four and make the playoffs this year. Uh, I want to say that I predicted that they'd ha- uh, be in the top four and make the playoffs this year. So um, they're not def- they're definitely not going to get uh, a higher end pick. Um, but um, but hey, it's a pick and it's alleviating some cap space because the uh, Coyotes have uh, are in quite cap hell for the the talent that they have. They should definitely be higher. Um, at least for the cap that they've spent, they should be higher up when it comes to the whole uh, caliber of players that they have. Uh, not to take anything away from anyone in the organization right now, but uh, there are a lot of overpaid guys. And not to say Stepan was overpaid necessarily, it's just that, you know, a guy that has, you know, enough trade value to garner at least a second round pick. I mean, you got to take what you can. Um, and regardless, there might still be a chance that even. Though Bill Armstrong might somewhat tear apart the team, they might still make the playoffs, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes for them. Um, and the Ottawa Senators also, not from the Arizona Coyotes, but they have acquired defenseman Braden Coburn, uh, Ford uh, Cedric Paquette, and the 2022 second-round draft pick from the Tampa Bay Lightning in exchange for, for forward Marion Gabrick and goaltender Anders Nielsen. Now... With that said, um, it has been made my attention that number one, Gabrick, 
I want to say for the longest time has been LTIR for the Senators. Well, odds are be LTIR for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And it also has come to my attention that Anders Nielsen will also be a part of that uh, LTIR squad, uh, which means that their cap, their cap hits aren't against the cap. That's one thing. And number two, that also means that uh, they are offloading cap to be under said cap. So, um, yeah, that's a solid deal. So double-checking on the whole uh, Tim Bay Lightning LTIR uh, listing on Cap Friendly. Uh, they do have Gabrick, Nielsen, and Kucherov listed uh, under LTIR. So that means that they have about 15, 16 mil uh, alleviated from the cap. However, it still says that they have a $97.3 million cap hit right now, but I'd imagine that that's before calculating that LTIR being subtracted from that because the season hasn't started yet. So with the quick math, it's they're roughly like right at the cap, maybe like a couple hundred grand over still, which that's easy to move. Always should be easy to move. I uh, wouldn't really worry about that, but it is quite interesting that they're in this cap hell. But, you know, that's what happens when you uh, build a uh, NHL Stanley Cup capital uh, caliber team, you know, especially one that just happened to come off of a Stanley Cup win. So um, do with what you will with that. But, um, but yeah, I, I'd still look to see Tampa Bay uh, making some more moves, but... Um, still making some good moves. At least the yeah, Senators, for sure, are starting to uh, take advantage of these uh, teams that are cap-strapped, for sure. Um, now going into professional tryouts, or PTOs is what it's uh, shortly called, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets have signed defenseman Michael Delzato to a PTO. Uh, the Washington Capitals have also signed goaltender Craig Anderson to a PTO, uh, probably to try to fill in the shoes of Henrik Lundqvist, uh, since he'll be make, uh, not playing this season due to his uh, his heart condition that he currently has. Um, the Florida Panthers have signed goaltender Scott Darling and defenseman uh, Kevin Connaughton to a professional tryout. And even though... I was, I was going to have this cool little joke about, oh, the St. Louis Blues have signed Mike Hoffman <laughs> to a PTO. Um, even though I just told you like just like five seconds ago that this part of the, the show is for the PTOs. So you'd know that the St. Louis Blues have signed Mike Hoffman to a PTO. Although, if you uh, are one of those that uh, know me from the uh, Hockey Chirps, podca- uh, Hockey Chirps uh, Facebook group, uh, if you haven't uh, followed us on there, by all means, join the group. It'd be great. Um, I made a little joke about how uh, there's a rumor mill being put that the St. Louis Blues have uh, at least put out interest for Mike Hoffman. And I'm like, hey, Dougie boy, Doug Armstrong, I don't know if you know this, but there's this, there's this guy. Uh, I, think, I think his name's uh, Vince Dunn. Yeah, I don't know if you heard of him, but uh, yeah, you need to sign him before you need to worry about worrying about signing some UFA. All right, we have an RFA here. All right, he 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 needs a he needs a uh he needs a contract 
please and thank you. Um, everyone in the uh, St. Louis Blues organization would probably be grateful to uh, have Vince Dunn signed to another contract. Um, but yeah, which we'll get into in a second uh, with RFAs. But uh, but yeah, Mike Hoffman is signed under a PTO for the Blues, which, from what I'm hearing, is is a tentative agreement under a PTO to get him into camp which he'll be reporting the camp on January 3rd when the Blues' camp starts, along with all the other teams that made the playoffs. And he apparently may or may not have a contract under uh, the works, in the works, uh, with the Blues, and it's just not going to be official until Tarasenko and Steen are officially on the uh, LTIR. So, with that said, I still asked the, asked the question, where in the hell is Vince Dunn's contract? And where in the hell are you going to get the money for it? I don't know. But we'll have to see in the, in the future. Uh, I mean, we won't have to let, you know, wait that much longer, uh, hopefully at least, um, because, the as I mentioned, that the camps will be starting January 3rd for all the teams that made the playoffs. And the Blues made the playoffs, and their camp starts January 3rd. Um, and for those that did not make camp, uh, that did not make the playoffs, actually, um, camp starts for them in three days from from recording. I'm recording uh, December 28th, which is uh, when it'll also be coming out uh, as well. Um, but yeah, three days until camp starts. It's absolutely mind-boggling to uh, to think about, and also it's kind of cool to think about that in 16 days, just 16 days, NHL will be back in our lives, and uh, everything will be great, and life can start to become more normal again, and we'll bring some more of our sanity back. It'll be great. It's gonna it's gonna be really be great, honestly. Can't wait. And uh, things also a lot of people can't wait on is uh, signings of people that haven't been signed. UFAs, RFAs haven't yet been signed. Um, some notables, although they are a lot of bit... There's not, honestly, not really that many notables. Uh, I mean, a lot of these uh, only picked five guys uh, on the UFA chart that uh, stuck out to me, but they're all like 35 and uh, like 30 and up well it would be 35 and up uh, had not been for Derek Broussard but yeah Derek Broussard hasn't been signed yet Corey Perry hasn't been signed yet Jimmy Howard hasn't been signed yet uh, Jimmy Howard hasn't even signed a PTO yet which is interesting how Greg and Craig Anderson got a PTO deal instead of him uh, Andy Green hasn't been signed yet and Zdeno Chara hasn't been signed yet um It'll probably be like a last-minute signing for either of these guys, but uh, I'm I'm quite in, I'm interested to see why Broussard is still up in the air. Uh, also, I find it quite interesting how Scott Darling got a PTO deal over Jimmy Howard, as well as how Craig Anderson got one too. But um, but I'd imagine they don't go out of work for long. Um, but we'll see. And also RFAs, um, listing from, I'd say, well, I, I guess there's not really in any particular order, but uh, Henrik Borgstrom, uh, 
from the Panthers haven't been signed yet. Uh, Vladislav Kamenev hasn't been signed yet, but he's currently in the KHL, so I don't know if he's going to... They might just tender him, if anything. Uh, Luke Kunin, who uh, recently got traded from the Wild to the Nashville Predators, uh, hasn't been signed yet. Uh, Jack Roslevic, Winnipeg Jets, I would imagine that they sign him. Uh, relatively soon. Pierre-Luc Dubois hasn't been signed yet. They need to sign him. ASAP. Jesper, Jesper Bratt from the Devils needs to be signed. Dylan Strom from the Blackhawks needs to be signed. Uh, Ethan Bear from the uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, D-man, right D-man for them, needs to uh, get signed as well. He had played 71, 71 games. 21 points in 71 games. I mean, it's not too bad uh, for a defenseman. Uh, Dimitro Timoshov from the Islanders hasn't been signed yet. Uh, also, he's a, he's a left winger from the uh, Islanders. Vince Dunn from the St. Louis Blues has yet to been signed. Uh, left D-man for the Blues. And 23 points in 71 games for him. And the one that I am still surprised has not had a, uh, a deal put in place yet is uh, Matt Barzal from the Islanders. Uh, I know a lot of people are like shouting from the rooftops, offer sheet, offer sheet. But I mean, if this was you know regular NHL circumstances and they hadn't signed him by now, I would imagine that an offer sheet would have been put out by now. But because of how cap is such you know a interesting, very uh, scarce thing to have right now very sensitive thing to watch over uh for this season because it didn't go up like it was uh, on track to do before the whole covid thing happened um yeah i mean i would i'd like to see what barzell gets i don't know if he gets a bridge deal or anything like that but uh i'd imagine probably they'd go bridge just to uh carry him over but uh, that also probably means that he'll still be on his next contract uh, coming up. He'll still be an RFA instead of UFA, which I'd imagine he'd want to tr- uh, try to push that uh, this con- this contract that he's supposed to get now. Uh, hopefully, he'd want to make it to where once that's up, he becomes UFA, and then he can really start raking in that that cash, um, and so on and so forth. But uh, but yeah, Matt Barzal still needs to get signed, and all these other wonderful uh, forwards and defensemen all need to get signed. Um, and hopefully, relatively sooner rather than later, I'd expect to uh, see all these guys at least get uh, tendered some sort of deal. Um, don't know if any of these guys have arbitration rights or anything, or if they have been uh, tendered and they just haven't uh, gone to arbitration yet or whatever. Uh, but... Uh, I'd expect to see them all get signed, or at least given some sort of deal put forth toward them uh, by the start of camp, which is in about a week or two, a week, week and a half for uh, the teams that made the playoffs. So uh, not not much time, to say the least. And last but not least, before we go into our ad break here, um, where do I start to lose my damn marbles? Uh <laughs> If I haven't lost them already, uh, we have a rule change for this upcoming season. And normally, you know, we get maybe like a couple here, a couple there, a couple everywhere. Um, but we only got one this year. And uh, it's the one that uh, has been given a lot of controversy. Controversy. 
uh, to say the least, it's uh, the whole uh, what's onside, what's offside uh, ordeal. And they changed it to where uh, the player's skate no longer is required to touch the ice surface to be onside. So, how they're like, oh, is it touching the ice? Is it over the plane of so on and so forth? Well, they, they made it to where now it's not a requirement when they goes for those reviews. As long as their, their skate is above the plane of the onside line, as long as it's hovering over it, it doesn't have to touch it. It just has to hover over it and it'll count. However, um, for delayed offside, still still have to tag up on the blue line for that. So they'll actually have to put an effort to be onside for those kind of calls. But whenever it's just a regular old play and whatever, and it's not a delayed onside, um, whenever they have those challenging reviews for onside, they'll clarify that, yes, as long as your skate is above the line, uh, or in the spot where it should be, regardless if it's touching the ice or not, it still count uh, as an onside or offside uh, to each whatever matter. But yeah, so we, we, that's good news, and hopefully that'll uh, speed up, number one, the whole challenging process and making sure what's what and so on and so forth, and also try to cool some uh, cool some heads. Uh, for these kind of calls, but yeah, uh, but yeah, that's uh, the first half of the uh, whole episode for you. And uh, after the ad break, we're gonna lose uh, lose our shit. <laughs> so uh, be right back. All right, so we're back here on the Bleed Hockey Podcast, and I must say, once again, um, which a lot of what I'm gonna say now. I mean, we're gonna get into potential candidates for. Um, for captaincies that are uh, vacant right now. But um, before I get to that, I have some clarification that I have to give. So once again, I like to continuously reference the Hockey Trips group on Facebook that I'm part of. And number one, I mean, this this part isn't from that because this is from whenever uh, Ryan O'Reilly was um, picked to be captain for the St. Louis Blues that Fox Sports Midwest and along with other any other outlets there was a number of outlets that said that the A was the assistant captain when the A is actually alternate captain uh, and I'll leave I'll leave it at this it's alternate it's not assistant I don't know where the hell people thought assistant came from or where the whole idea of assistant captain came from, but that needs to stop, like, now. Um, I mean, unless it's from people that aren't familiar with hockey and what the C's and A's stand for, and they think assistant captain sounds so much better than alternate, well, guess what? Guess what? All right. No. Alternate. (laughs) It's the hill I will die on that the A stands for alternate and thank you but enough of that get into this whole the short little tidbit I'll I'll say Um, so backstory I posted a photo of my reverse retro jersey my Vegas reverse retro jersey and 
on all my jerseys, if you if you know me, you know that every jersey that I get, at least uh, number one, they'll always be an authentic jersey. Back when they had the Reeboks, I only got the Reeboks. I did, like, and then when they got the Adidas ones, I only get Addy Zero. I don't get the Fanatics stuff with the freaking screen print and all that. No, I I get authentic jerseys. All right, cool. And all those jerseys I get, at least ones that I have custom, you know, or any names on them whatsoever, it'll, I'll either have them blank, like my Toronto jersey is currently, and my blue trumpet blues jersey, which I will get when I get back. I'm going to change that to where I have my my name, my last name on it. I have number 13 on it, because that's my favorite number, number 13. And I put the Captain CC on it. And that is the bar burner, the barn burner right there. That whole idea of putting the C on your jersey with your name on the back of it. Now, to each is their, everyone has their own opinion. Yeah, it's true. But here's my here's here's my stance on it. Yes, I am aware that the C is a secret thing. Absolutely understand that, hundred percent. But also, I just feel like it just completes the whole ensemble better to have that on there versus not having it at all people can be mad all they want and I am not going to entertain that anymore everyone has their opinion and my opinion is that no it's complete it's one it's one thing for me to have a jersey of a team that I am a fan of to put the C on with my numbers and my last name on the back of it. Or in the sense of my uh, reverse retro blues jersey, I didn't get to put that last name on there because for whatever reason, STL Authentics doesn't allow you to have uh, more than 10 characters because my last name is 11. But I go through Cool Hockey and allow you 15. I don't know why, but that's, that's the whole thing I don't understand. But... Um, to get back on track, it's a completely different thing if I put a C on a jersey on a team that's not an NHL team, but it's like a team that, you know, I was to play on and I just give myself the C just because I want to give myself the C. Like, two different, completely different things. Number one, like, I'm paying money to put the C on merchandise for a team that I support. That doesn't necessarily say I'm giving myself necessarily to see because I'm so fucking great. Because that's not the case. I just have it just because, you know, I feel like it just fills out the ensemble better with that on there. I mean, yeah, could I put the A on there? Sure. But, you know, I feel like the C just looks better. And, I mean, that opinion alone might, you know, piss off a lot of people, but, you know... It is what it is. I uh, I kind of have that whole mystique with people. Uh, it seems that uh, just piss people off, but it, but it's okay. It's it's fine. I've I've come to accept that that's what I do, and it's fine. As well as people piss me off, and that's also fine. It's the nature of of life. It it, it seems, but it's okay. But I'm over it. I'm still gonna do what I do, and other people are gonna keep doing what they do. It's fine. But it's not. 
like I'm taking a jersey on a team that I play for and doing that because that's a completely different thing than doing that. But I'll I'll end it there. But on the subject of captaincy, uh, we have some teams that have some vacancies in the sea, which also I tie that in, segue in, from the whole initial talk about when I was talking about how my Vegas Golden Knights jersey, I have my original, the home jersey, and I also have the reverse retros, and they both have the Captain CC. And another thing that those people on that thread were talking about is why why is there, well, initially I didn't put the back of the jersey on there, I only put the front, and it only said to see it and see my, uh, show my last name, or, uh, my number on there and they're like oh why is there a c on a, Ve- on a vegas jersey they had never had a, a captain before true very true however you know i put c's on all my jerseys but we'll get into who uh potentially should be the vegas golden knights uh captain because peter DeBoer mentioned that before the start of the season uh there will be the inaugural Vegas Golden Knights captain. And we'll get to that in a second. So first off, the teams that have no captain as of right now is the Detroit Red Wings, which former their former captain, Henrik Zetterberg, has recently retired. Uh, Minnesota Wilds, former captain, Miku Koivu, uh, left to the Columbus Blue Jackets via free agency, so they have a vacancy. Uh, the Devils traded their captain, Andy Green, to the Islanders, so they have a vacancy. Uh, the Rangers traded their uh, former captain, Ryan McDonough, to the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple years ago. Uh, the Ottawa Senators uh, traded Eric Carlson to the, uh, the Sharks about a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, no, a year. This past year, I want to say. 2018-2019 yeah, was the season that they did that. And the Vegas Golden Knights never had a captain, so... Potential candidates uh, for that captaincy. So for the uh, so via cap friendly is where I got this information from. They had almost all of the A's. No, not the yeah, almost all the A's. The alternate captains, not assistants. The alternates. Uh, they had uh, Dylan Larkin for the the. Uh, Red Wings, Franz Nielsen, and Luke Glendening for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, for the Minnesota Wild, they have Zach Parisi, Ryan Suter are the only uh, A's on the team, apparently. And uh, I put Jared Spurgeon in the uh, in the mix here because um, his name's been floating around, and he's kind of like their, their big star uh, for the Wild. Uh, the Devils have put Travis Z- Zajac, uh, Kyle Palm. Paul Mary and uh, Nico Heischer. Uh, the Rangers, Mika Zabinajad is the only listed A, apparently. I uh, also put Panarin and Kreider as well in that mix. Uh, the Senators, they didn't have any uh, alternate captains listed, but I uh, put in the running potentially either Brady Kachuk or uh, Thomas uh, Shabbat. Uh, both of their big stars. For the Senators, and lastly, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, I put uh, Mark Stone potentially uh, 
Mark Stone, uh, Max Pacioretty, uh, Riley Smith, um, or um, Jonathan Marcheseau. Even though Jonathan Marcheseau at least was not listed as an alternate, uh, Smith, uh, Patches, and Stone were. Um, but with all those candidates in mind, uh, my picks that I would think would make good captains uh, for these franchises. Uh, Detroit, I put Dylan Larkin because number one, he's he's kind of their guy, um, their their star on the team, and uh, I'd imagine that they'd want to put him in the leadership role, um, in the captaincy role. Um, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say that that decision comes through this season, but maybe the following one. Um, but yeah, Larkin seems to be the guy that I would see them do, unless they do like a, a real short um, time with uh, a guy like a Danny DeKaiser or maybe a Glenn Denning. Um, but uh, Dylan Larkin seems to be the guy that I would see them put the C on. And same reasonings for uh, Minnesota, I'd put Jared Spurgeon as the guy they put for the C because he's also that big star and I'd imagine that they want to also once again put him in that position to uh, be a leadership uh, guy you know a voice in the locker room and especially if they they signed him up long term and they kind of want to keep him there for a long term long time unless unless once again they want to do like a short term thing for now where they put either Parisi or Suter uh, as uh, one of the guys to be wearing the C, but Parisi kind of has an injury issue, and Suter, I mean, I don't know uh, how strong of a voice he has in the locker room, but uh, Spurgeon might be the guy, but we'll see. Uh, Travis Ajak I put for the Devils, because uh, I wouldn't imagine they'd try to put on a shirt anytime soon, uh, but also you got to put Jack Hughes in there um, as a guy that you could see potentially as a captain uh, in the near, and I wouldn't say not, in the near future, but within the uh, the future of the uh, Devils organization, but um, but he could be like a transitional captain at least for a little bit. But uh, I put him down for that. Uh, Chris Kreider put down for the Rangers since uh, he's been there the longest out of Panarin and Zabinajad, and uh, you know he seems to have that uh, leadership role. Uh, at least a leadership role for the Rangers, uh, to say the least. And uh, but yeah, he once again, yeah, he's the highest tenured guy out of those three, and uh, could make sense, you know. But we'll see to do with him. Uh, the Senators, uh, I put Tom, uh, Thomas Shabbat on there because he's kind of the the big name for there. But once again, they could probably go another couple years without a captain but um, or once again they have another transitional guy I don't know who else you'd put on a Senators other than uh, Kachuk or Shabbat as a captain um, really but I don't know uh, that's why I put Shabbat just to, to kind of just kind of put a name down for them and Vegas Marceau I mean, it's not my pick, but I would I wouldn't be surprised, Marceau, were to potentially be the guy if Eglin was around for a long time uh, and hadn't retired. Uh, I 
England definitely was the guy. I would think uh, he was the guy to be the the captain of the room, even though he never had the C. But I mean, he's uh, not uh, playing for the franchise anymore. Patches, I don't think they're gonna want to put him as a as a captain, and I don't think he'd want it after you know being the captain of Montreal in one of the most toxic environments there is when it comes to media uh, next to Toronto um, which leaves my pick uh, Mark Stone it's got to be the clear cut favorite uh, a lot of the same reasons why Ryan O'Reilly was picked to be the St. Louis Blues captain because number one he's just that guy that just like raises everyone's game he's you know very energetic um, really gets the boys going and uh I don't see like anyone else really, honestly, that you could say is a clear-cut um, captain material guy other than Mark Stone, uh, which is why I mean I would expect number sixty-one to wear the wear the C, uh, wearing the very first C on the ice for the Vegas Golden Knights, and uh, that'd be an exciting sight to see. Now, if he doesn't get it and it is Marcia so, I, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at all, but it just makes more sense to give it the old uh, uh, stoner, is what they call him. Um, but yeah, that, those are my picks for those uh, teams that don't have captains right now. And uh, we'll see if they uh, fill those vacancies in the near future. Um, and as I mentioned, there's only 16 days until the start of the season, so uh, we might have... At, uh, no more than 16 days uh, to wait for any of these guys to get uh, unveiled as the captains for any of these franchises, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but until then, uh, that's been it for at least that part of uh, news, which I'll end this episode with uh, some news regarding the whole Easy Hockey Reviews Bleed Hockey Podcast the whole operation. Um, as you know, I've been pumping a lot of these episodes out as of late, um, especially ever since leaving for my, uh, deployment into the desert, um, instead of doing my whole, um, videos on YouTube and then doing a podcast. So this is how 2021 is going to be for, uh, I mean, there's some details I cannot share at this moment, um, but uh, some things I can tell you. Number one, there will be an episode on January 4th, uh, which is the Bleed Hockey Podcast's uh, first birthday. Um, there will be an episode on there, which also will be one day after the start of camp, so hopefully we'll have some news for you then. Um, season 3. I tend to, I want to make sure that seasons for the podcast start when, they start when the the day after the Stanley Cup is awarded, typically. This whole COVID shit kind of threw everything into a freaking whole mess, so to realign it, um sort of realign it um season three will run from 
January 13th, which is when the season starts all the way until the day after oh, the day the last day of season 3 will be when the cup is won. And then the day after is when season 4 will begin and then we'll be back on our normal loop that we should be on. Um as well as 2021 um there will be a lot less of these episodes on the podcast side of things because the reason why I've been pumping out so, so much of these is because I can't do YouTube videos here because there's nowhere to film. Um, so, when I get back to the studio in 2021, majority of the content I would typically put on the podcast right now will be back into what they used to be on and that's be in YouTube videos and so on and so forth and doing the YouTube side of things. And then podcasts will be weekly. I haven't, you know, gotten to a date that that will be uh, out on uh, what days that I'll fil- uh, release those yet. Um, still details to be obviously uh, figured out. But um, podcasts will be weekly starting uh, sometime next year. Which I'll I'll get to that you know once it gets there, uh, probably about a week or two out from there, um, probably around February is when they'll start, uh, and the YouTube channel will be pumping out probably about three so episodes at least striving for three episodes uh, per week so it'll be like these type of things but obviously they'll they won't be like hour long things they'll be like Maybe 10, 15 minute videos um, going over like certain topics and so on and so forth. But, but yeah, uh, that's what's to uh, that's what's ahead for the Easy Hockey Reviews whole uh, media channel um, for 2021. Obviously, I mean, there's still some stuff that I gotta uh, shake out before I can reveal uh, those details at the moment. But, um, but yeah, that's that's been that. And that's been this episode. Um, I will probably put out one more episode before the end of the 2020 calendar year. Um, I'd imagine I do. Um, at least I'll try to. Um, but yeah, that's it's been this episode. And uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. And uh, for those that are listening to us on Amazon Music, um, hello. And uh, if you haven't known... That we are on Apple, Amazon Music now. Uh, just started yesterday uh, to be on there. So uh, glad to be a part of Amazon Music now. And uh, yeah. And if you have anything that you'd like to ask the old uh, Easy Arc Reviews, don't forget to uh, find us on Facebook at Easy Arc Reviews and on Twitter at Easy Hockey Reviews, Instagram at Easy Arc Reviews, as well as Snapchat at Easy Hockey Reviews. Um, But yeah, that's been that, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Uh, Thank you very much.